0: back to Max's Morning Market Mania. Today is May 2nd and holy crap. Last week, last month, it was an absolute crapshoot. The NASDAQ down over 15%. The Dow Jones down over 6%. 6 6.3%. S&P 500 down 10.5%. Now what's causing all this? Well, we have a whole bunch of things going on. We have geopolitical events like war in Russia and Ukraine. We have COVID cases spiking in China. I don't know if that's relevant. We've got rising interest rates. We have uh, quantitative tightening being done by the Federal Reserve. And, of course, we have the worst inflation in over 40 years. So there's a lot of incentives to not park your money in the stock market. But is this just a, a pullback? Is it the end? I I am not really sure. It is eerily similar to the dot-com bubble. And for those who don't know, the dot-com bubble happened in you know the late 90s and 2000. And what happened was... Any Joe Blow who started an internet company and took it public, the stock just went to the absolute moon. It was It was artificial money, uh, it was all just based around hype, and what resulted from it was people losing their ass. It overshot, it went way, way up, and then it went way, way down. People made a lot of money and then people lost a lot of money. And I wanted to get into the investor psychology behind that because What happens is it might be going on right now. Uh, We might be in a stage of it, but investors go from neutral to optimistic, to more optimistic, to very optimistic, to irrationally optimistic. And by that point, the stocks are going through the absolute roof and everything corrects. There has to remain equilibrium. So as the stocks overshoot and as optimism overshoots, it is followed by pessimism. And then more pessimism and then extreme pessimism and then holy shit everything is everything is looking horrible just absolute crap shoots and that's what happened in 2000 when the stock market corrected heavily and what's going on right now that's very similar is we are nearing the point in so right now in the in the nasdaq composite Over 40% of the stocks in there are more than 50% down from their all-time highs. And the last time that happened was shortly after the dot-com bubble. So is that what's happening right now? I'm not really sure. I'm just here to ask thought-provoking questions and explore those ideas. Really, the reason for me wanting to do all of this is to further my own financial education help further your guys' financial education, encourage us all to ask thought-provoking questions, explore ways to prosper and achieve financial freedom so that we can not only take care of ourselves and we can take care of others. And as we face these unprecedented times in the markets where we really don't know what's going on, uh, I mean, we're, we're nearing between uh, US federal debt and unfunded liabilities, we're nearing $200 trillion. So in these uncharted waters, we need to be observant, we need to be quick on our feet, we need to be diversified, and we need to do what we can, keep our education going forward, and that's how we're gonna play these markets. And I believe it's very important because when when this whole artificial scheme of m- money printing and you know $30 trillion in debt, it is not sustainable, and when the chickens come home to roost, a lot of people will lose their ass, and I want to be there to help those, help pick those up around me that, you know, may have lost their ass or are going through struggle. So I'm trying to educate myself in these markets and find ways to prosper and, as I said, achieve financial freedom. So anyone who's listening, thank you for listening. Share it if you like it. Back to the markets. Uh, we'll get into the biggest losers. That'll be pretty interesting. But to start off, oil, it was flat about up almost two percent uranium down nine percent that's my favorite commodity besides silver maybe they're tied for my favorite and I don't really know exactly why it's trading down so much uh, maybe it's because we're kind of in a liquidity crunch right now not as bad as 2020 and I'll describe a liquidity crunch right now but if everything is selling off you know if, if the Nasdaq is going in the shitter it's it's pretty common that Bitcoin will follow and unrelated stocks like coca-cola or walmart or you know precious metals when there is a liquidity crunch like in 2020 it basically means that everyone is rushing to dollars everyone wants liquidity nobody wants to be tied up in stocks and bonds and gold and bitcoin this and that and when it's a liquidity crunch sell orders are not decided by investors they're decided by margin clerks and when you're trading on margin, you're basically trading on credit. You're borrowing money from the broker and you're using it to trade. And when your collateral is losing value and it loses just enough value where it's just able to pay off your margin, then it gets auto liquidated by margin clerks. So as I said before in the investor psychology, you know, it goes from optimistic, very optimistic, and then the reverse, pessimistic, very pessimistic, So the decline will go slow, then it'll steepen, and then margin calls, it'll just go in the absolute shitter. So that's kind of what happens, and I don't know if that's what's going on right now, but we see a lot of stuff getting liquidated, and as we saw uranium, it went through the shitter. Copper down 10%, it made its all-time high of $4.90 in March, down 10% this uh, previous month. Gold and silver, they're flat. They were trading down pretty pretty bad in the last couple of weeks. Platinum down as well, down about 6% this month. Uh, crypto, Bitcoin down 17%. I'm honestly kind of like a kid in a candy store. I don't have a crap ton of capital to inject into those markets. But I, I love seeing it go down because I'm a full believer in crypto. I think it'll likely work out in the long run. And as Bitcoin trades down lower, we're we're essentially getting everything for 50, 60, 70% off. So some of the altcoins that I am super bullish on, I'm able to get them at a huge discount. So for that reason, I'm okay with Bitcoin going down 17%. Biggest losers in April. This is the fun part. Netflix, holy shit, down 51% on the month. 51%. It hit the absolute shitter on bad earnings. I mentioned this last week. You know they lost a couple hundred thousand subscribers and they were not expecting that and let's see down 51% and it's currently a 84 billion dollar market cap that means about 84 billion dollars was wiped out of it gone vanished into thin air did that contribute to the Nasdaq going down so much not nearly as much as Amazon Amazon was down twenty six point five percent this month and Amazon It's a $1.26 trillion market cap. That's $350 billion, roughly. Vanished, gone in thin air. Amazon reported its earnings on, I think, Thursday. And in one 15-minute candlestick, Jeff Bezos had $20 billion in unrealized capital gains. Sounds pretty stomach-churning, but, I mean, he's got plenty of other money. He probably didn't even flinch. He's probably been through that plenty of times. During the tech wreck or the, uh, the dot-com bubble, I think Amazon lost over 90% of its value, so it's not his first rodeo. He's got plenty of money. He's probably on a $700 million yacht, not worrying about it right now. Google, $270 billion shaved off of Google. Down about 17.92% on the month. That is absolutely horrible. $1.5 trillion market cap right now. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, one big thing I wanted to talk about. So, I talk about all this artificial stimulus. I talk about our governments increasing the monetary supply by 50% in 18 to 20 months. And it is not productive, it steals the purchasing power of our dollars. And even with all of this artificial monetary policy designed to stimulate the economy and strengthen it, we do this. Because desperate times call for desperate measures. We need to stimulate the economy. And what happened? First quarter of 2022, GDP is down 1.4%. 1.4%. That is absolutely horrible. With all this monetary stimulus, currency creation, our government is spending over $6 trillion every single year, and we still had our GDP go down 1.4%. It almost makes me think the system is, is breaking. And I do not want to be a doom and gloomer you know you can make money with the stock market going up or the stock market going down but when the stock market goes down a lot it's very bad people's 401ks if you're about to retire and your 401k has you know 1.8 million dollars in it and then we see you know four months of horrible market conditions and and you lose 60 to 70 percent of it and you're you need to retire right now then that is not good so we, we don't want that to happen, whether it needs to happen or not. We don't want it to happen, but we need to learn to navigate through all of this. Uh, the old traditional way of investing that has proven to be effective over the last 40 years, I mean, we, we have seen unprecedented, beautiful economic conditions for 40 years where you essentially could buy any, any dip in all the major indices, You know, Dow Jones, uh, NASDAQ, and S&P 500, you could buy the dip on any of the major indices and then just keep dollar cost averaging and you know it, it always went back up, always. So the traditional investing method, the surest, most boring, slowest way to financial freedom is investing X percentage of your dollars into index funds that have very low management fees and dollar cost averaging for multiple decades. And as you get closer to retirement, you want to increase your exposure to bonds. But, I mean, that that worked for, you know, 40 years or so, maybe more. But now, if you invest in the 10-year treasury, you're earning 2.9% annually in compound interest in dollars that are losing 8.5% of value annually. So it doesn't work out. You're at a negative 5.6% real interest rate. So this past way that people have banked on for many years, many decades, it might be coming to an end. Now, I don't know if it is, but we need to at least explore the possibility. For example, in 1929, when we hit the Great Depression, and I think over a few years, I think over four years, the Dow Jones lost 90% of its value. If you bought the peak of the Dow Jones Industrial Average in 1929, it took you 25 years to break even. Likewise, another example is the Japanese stock market. Uh, they hit a peak in 1989, and today, in 2022, they're still 50% away from their all-time high. So, it it makes you think if it can happen there in Japan, and you know, I'm sure it's happened in a lot of other countries, and you know, it did happen in the United States. But also, if if you just kept investing, you know, it, it may have taken 25 years to break even. If you continue to dollar-cost average. It, it would have worked out. But it makes me wonder, how long can this go on for? And that is not a question I know. It's not a question Warren Buffett knows. It's not a question that Jerome Powell, chairman of the Fed, knows. Joe Biden doesn't know it. Nobody knows the answer. But we're going to stay here. We're going to stay tuned. We're going to see how this shit plays out. As these financial conditions get crazy, we're going to be talking about it. We're going to be exploring ways to profit we're gonna be talking about the crazy things that are going on and right now things are absolutely insane and with the crazy week and the crazy month it it has me a bit concerned but one way or another we can profit on the upside and we can profit on the downside so before I conclude I do want to shout out two different resources that I absolutely love and I think they can provide a hell of a lot more value than me in terms of the nitty gritty financial knowledge uh, in regards to maybe geopolitics and how it pertains to economics as well as investor psychology and you know the technicals in what our government does and interest rates and all that fancy dancy stuff. Rick Rule, look him up on YouTube. He is an absolute genius. He's my favorite investor of all time. And also Mark Moss on YouTube. He's got a radio show as well. I only listen to them on YouTube. I learn a lot from these guys, and I, they're doing great things. And, you know, it looks like they have fun with it. I have fun with this. So, with that being said, thank you everyone for tuning in. This was Max's Monday Morning Market Mania, and tune in next week. Cheers. <laughs>